was boring and red. Hey, Justin. What's up? So, who are our guests today for this episode? Ah, oh, man, like uh, we, we got one special guest and we're bringing in somebody that's uh, been on a couple of the uh, shows before, uh, bringing in our uh, man Chris as well. Oh, but we are not going to have anybody from the Schmodown universe. Nah, man, it's going to be more like a fireside chat. Just a couple of people talking about the Schmodown. So who we have here? Well, we do have the one special guest, though. We have uh, the Mandalorian is going to help us out with the uh, with some of the Star Wars questions we may have. Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Mando. <laughs> Hello, Mandalorian. <laughs> That's our so, man, Alex, that does a lot of work behind the scenes. And let's hit that intro. Do it, Josh. guys uh part of the finstock initiative we're kind of like trying to change up things around here the finstock exchange podcast on the finstock initiative uh youtube channel uh one of the things that we're trying to do here along with all the other shows that we're starting to do some of them on twitch like the uh, ask gucci and uh gucci and kaiser uh late night show we're going to be trying to just build more of a community here so we're going to instead of doing interviews every week like we used to be we are still going to do some interviews here and there but we're going to try to like actually communicate and do more with the community to try to bring us more together. So if you have any questions or whatever, this is going to be the free show. Like you ain't got to do a stream labs or super chat or anything. Put your comments or questions inside the live chats today. And we're going to get to them as much as we possibly can and uh, answer some of your stuff that we got. So I got, uh, obviously we got Alex and Chris and Danny here. We're going to be going over some of the stuff that happened uh and because of last week we wasn't really able to do anything everybody kind of knows because of black black lives matter three of us got together as far as podcast goes uh let's get ready to talk schmo down uh call to action and of course us the fence stock exchange uh happened to be uh doing a black lives matter uh promotional deal where we uh raised money for charity uh did it pretty good so everybody that's here that were there that donated for the calls like appreciate everything that y'all was able to do and uh, as a community, man, that's that's what the biggest thing. Like with this stuff going on right now, uh, with everything happening, uh, just us being a community, uh, m being closer together. So we feel like we want to try to switch a little bit of the direction here, and go from there. Our boy Larry Payne, uh, he's had to do a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, on he's some taking a vacation shows. right now. Yeah, yeah, he's taking a vacation in his bathtub right now, lathering up. Uh, maybe he'll be back next week. But <clears throat> like I said, we're going to try to interact with uh, you guys as much as we possibly can uh, and do that a little differently than we normally do. Uh, there is a big elephant in the room, uh, so yes. I'm going to bring that up. We're not going to really uh, discuss our opinions on it uh, or anything else. Uh, we will say that uh, everybody knows about the RMB and the RB3 thing that happened. Uh, it's unfortunate. I think a uh, bad choice of words and stuff like that was used and we just got to go on. I, I agree with everything that Christian did from like uh, a 
leader standpoint, uh, trying to get everybody together and talk it out. Uh, I believe that overall, uh, things had to happen like it had to happen, at least for now. So, uh, you know, and, it, and it's kind of sad. I, I'm going to, in, in some ways, I'm going to kind of miss our RMB because, like, he's just that character that's cool. But uh, we got real life stuff going on here. So, uh, but like I said, we're not really going to discuss that too much. That's kind of a divided topic. Um, so let's get on. We're going to start breaking down matches. And like I said, we didn't have a podcast last week. Because exactly. of the fact that we had to do the, we didn't have to, we wanted to uh, do the uh, charity uh, stream. Uh, so one match that we didn't get a lot to talk into, and that's why we played the joke with the Mando there, is uh, we didn't get to really talk about the Laura Kelly and Sean Sullivan match uh, that happened in the Star Wars uh, division. Uh, one of the first matches in the Star Wars tournament. And um, so, man, uh, what do y'all three got? We'll start with Chris, man. What did you think about the uh, Lord Kelly and Sean Sullivan match? I, I felt like it was a good match. It was Sean played pretty well, but it was still he missed a couple in the first round. And the way against Laura Kelly, like an opponent like that, you kind of can't really slip up. And I, I felt like everyone was predicting Laura Kelly, and it seemed that she pulled off a great win. So, you know, Sean did the best that he could with what he had, but he missed a, a pretty couple tough ones at the very end there. But, you know, Laura pulled out the win. Yeah, what you uh, what you think about it, Alex? I, I felt like everyone was predicting Laura Kelly and as as she... yeah, what got... the hell? Sorry about that. Um, no, I, I thought, sorry. <laughs> I thought uh, Sean, you know, I was curious about how Sean was going to do because he seems like he has some pretty good promise about his knowledge and uh, the Schmodown and whatnot. But um, it was it, it didn't seem like a surprise when it came to Laura Kelly because she is very knowledgeable in uh, the wealth in the world of Star Wars. And um, I thought it was it was a really good match for what it was. Get out of here, Larry. Lather yourself up, son. <laughs> what do you think about it, Danny? I mean, uh, before I put my thoughts on there, like uh, the match, uh, you know, it, seemed, it was a pretty good match, like uh, to be honest with you. Yes, it was. I had the privilege to watch with this guy right here down below, Mr. No, no, not Shmoey, here, Sugar Knight. I had the privilege to watch the match with him, and then I was pranked by that crazy Texan, Josh, for four straight hours. But it was a great match to be on with Mr. Sugar Knight and you, Justin, and that match was heated, man. I was very, very concerned about Sullivan afterwards because I know that he got a little bit of smack talk from the fans. But in the end, man, Laura dominated that match, so it's all good. I think two two major things that happened in that match is this: one, Laura Kelly, we learned how good she really is. Like it was, we already knew she was good because she was pretty close to hanging in there with Damon, and we know Alex Damon is a monster, but. Sean Sullivan showed me something, man. He had that one mishap. Uh, somebody actually bring it up. Leo Logan right here. Uh, Rassenberg instead of Rassenberger. I mean, you're talking about two letters on the end of a last name that may even change that game a little bit. Because in Star Wars, you really can't mess up. But I will give Sean Sullivan credit. Like, he is a guy who straight up 100% like didn't give up. Like, he just didn't fold whenever that happened. He got up kept going and, and, and at least made a match of it you know like and i don't think some people would have i think some people would have made that mental mistake and would have just like curled up in a little ball 
But, uh, but yeah, like, like I said, Leo Logan made like a very good comment right there. Just saying the fact that two letters really almost changed the game. And that's how close Star Wars is. Like when I look at it now, I don't know how they're going to have matches that don't go into overtime. Like I really don't. And that's the first, the, not the first thing that happened when Mike and Rachel on their first match uh, in the title happened, they missed a Star Wars question because of a foul. So that's how tough Star Wars. Ningo. Exactly, Chris, the moderator. Yeah, and uh, Larry Payne brought up a very good moderating the day from his bathtub. Uh, he has a very good question for like the audience, man. Like, you know, how far do you think Kelly's gonna go? Is Kelly gonna go all the way? Is she gonna win the whole thing and get a rematch with Alex Damon? Uh, how do y'all think? What do y'all think about that? Actually, like, does Laura Kelly? Uh, make it through and survive all the way through her uh, to the end, or is she going to be uh, put out somewhere before the finals? I think Laura could could beat Ken. Um, it'll be a great match, though. Uh, I mean, either Ken versus Andres. I feel like Ken's going to pull that one out. So I feel like Laura versus Ken. I feel like Laura could come to the final match, but as we well, as we all know, that Andrew's going to win the whole thing. So if she plays Laura, it's, they play each other. Andrew's got it. Uh, what you got? How far you got Kelly, you think, going, Alex? Um, I think – I would say she would. she's going to go pretty far. Uh, really good question is about how is she going to get the Damon and if she's going to get the Damon. Um, you know, I think Damon is pretty much the Dan Merle of the Star Wars League. And um, that's a massive – you know, that's a massive um, a hill you have to climb to get to that – like certain degree of Star Wars to know, and um, I I do think Laura is going to prove something in this uh you know in this tournament. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what about you, Danny? Justin, my friend, you know my thinking about this. You know I do love Laura. She's a fantastic player. There is no question about that. However. We all know here who is going to win this tournament. Come on. We are the Think Stock Exchange podcast for a reason. Aren't we going to be AD, Dimalanta, our guy that's going to blast this whole tournament? Yeah, I mean, we've already got a couple of comments like from y'all out there. Uh, <laughs> Kelly will lose to Dimalanta. Kelly will lose to Dimalanta's <laughs> up there a couple of times. Everybody's going... Demolanta. I'm going to tell you, I was uh, been fortunate to be a part of, uh, you know, shows or interviews with with Andrew so far, and this guy is the hungriest. Now, sometimes that doesn't necessarily take you all the way, but this guy definitely 100% is one of the hungriest out there when it comes to the Star Wars division. I feel like, and 100%, um, he has the opportunity to make it, win it, and get like to be able to face Damon. And I just think it's a hit me, man, because he's like 0-2. He lost the Fatal 5-way match, and then he lost his other singles match. But they were all very close. He easily could have took any of those. So, you know, I just think he's got that fire. I think he's got the most fire. The only thing is two people in this tournament that people always talk about not studying. They study on accident. They're not even trying to study. They just study. And that's Ken Knapsack and Joseph Scrimshaw. I think, you know, we've already talked about it before. Uh, Demolanta is already like we, we kind of got the rough end of the draw when it comes to first round in the Star Wars tournament uh, because Scrimshaw knows so much knowledge. The man, these guys, the only difference is these guys, Ken, I think, knows the game. 
Scrimshaw yeah. doesn't know the game is good. So when it comes to that, Scrimshaw may make a mistake when it comes to like asking for a repeat. You know, some of those things are even a challenge maybe. That some of those things that like the veteran players that are really invested in the Schmodown may already know. Uh, we don't possibly have that stuff with Scrimshaw because he's only played like a couple of matches. They've all been loose. Uh, you know, like it, it's not like he's been tuned in. And we don't know. Maybe COVID or whatever. Maybe he got a little less busy, man. He's been like hitting it up. So uh, we'll find out though here pretty soon because tomorrow you got the double header coming up, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yes. Uh, we're gonna transition into a couple of matches that's happened that we've all got to see. Um, that just has been coming out. We've been getting a lot of some matches here, uh, really close together right now because of. Wait, wait, wait! Before you do that, I'm seeing Mr. Chris here, anxious about talking. What's you? What's <laughs> your sure. mind? I was just gonna say. I, I mean, I even listened to Joseph and Ken's podcast. So you know that they're their wealth of knowledge in Joseph since he played with the title last year in Chicago, which I was there live, and you know it was a close match. So you never know with Joseph. But Andrew's got a tough match on his hand. He's got that laser focus. He's he's ready. Right, and you know, like I was saying, we uh, we had the War Fodder uh, and album match that uh, happened, uh, the play-in game for the Inner Geekdom tournament. So we got these Inner Geekdom matches uh, mixed in with these Star Wars matches, man. They're like I said, it's coming in hot and heavy because we had a little bit of a delay for a couple matches. Like I said, tomorrow we have the double header coming up, and we'll talk about those a little later. Uh, on that War Fodder and album match, man, like I knew Alba was like he knew he knows stuff in intergeekdom i didn't know how much he knew uh i still think he has a couple of weaknesses that i saw in his match but with that being said that dude came to play now the thing i have to look at with warfather is the dude's a great character i love seeing that guy i love hearing him laugh all that good stuff but i'm gonna tell you the difference between him we got two characters coming in here recently in the schmodown that I really, you know, just heard their names and saw the way they looked and was like, oh, man, I hope these guys are good because they look cool. They got, you know, one's got the long hair, one's got the cool beard, all that good stuff. And their names, the Barbarian and Warfather. I, I just wanted them to collide. I wanted them to yeah. be super good players and collide like in this epic exactly. battle. Exactly. But the difference is the Barbarian has the knowledge. And I'm not going to say the Warfather is like incompetent or anything, but – he doesn't have that much knowledge like the Barbarian has, for instance. Uh, and that's kind of disappointing a little bit. Like, I hope he gets better. And maybe he is better in singles. He did get that win in singles. Now, that wasn't super impressive, but he still got the W. Uh, so what did y'all guys think about the Alba Warfather match? We'll start off with you, Danny. Man, you said everything that I wanted to say. My dream was because if you guys didn't watch the Barbarian episode that we had on the channel, guys, after this is done, go watch it. It was me, Barbarian, James. Oh, before before you go that, shout out to the greatest, the beautiful Coy Chandru from watching us, man. I know you are your manager, but we love you, Mr. Coy. We love hey, you. You did almost. I think I almost caught you in a hiccup there, man, because you was like the greatest, and then kind of stopped. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> slow you know, down there, Danny. Hey, yeah, hold on one second. Finstock may be watching. I am a you know what I'm saying? Guy. I'm, a I'm just saying. I mean, Finstock may be watching it. You know, know your he's a quirky merc. You know, know your role, right. 
<laughs> working with. Go ahead and finish but, it, Danny. Yes, but finish my thoughts. Barbarian publicly called Warfather to a hair match. I was really thinking that maybe we can have that in the energy tournament. Unfortunately, it did not happen. But the hair match, it has to happen someday. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, so, like, what did you think about Alex? Go ahead, man. What you got about the um, match, what you saw? I thought it was a really well-done match. I think Alba held it tight. Um, I think Koi did a good job, you know, trying to hold him in there and make sure, you know, figuring out, okay, what, what is he going to choose? Is he going to do MCU? Is he going to do DC? Because in my mind, when I was watching that, I was like, yeah, you're, I mean, Koi was right. Yeah, the DC, you know, the, I mean, they're, it's very um, complex, and it's very, like, uh, like, not vague, but, you know, very specific questions uh, that kind of lead to names or locations. With the MCU, you know, it, it kind of feels like, uh, you know, usually you watch them. Like, for me, I watch the MCU movies a lot more than I have with the DC movies, um, with the DCU movies. So, like, I felt like that was the right choice. But, yeah, um, I thought it was a well-played match. Um, Warfather should have, you know, uh, I think there was, like, at least one question where he didn't do multiple choice. Um, or I think it was two. I'm not. I'm not completely sure. You guys can probably tell me, but um, no. But I thought it was a really good match. No, nah, man. Good point. You just brought up what you got. What you got about the stuff, uh, Chris? I th I thought it was good. The like Alex said, the the managing by Koi, which was really cool to see for the first time. Like Koi talking to Greg and figuring out what what he wanted to pick. But the Warfather missed a couple in the first round. And with some of these intergeekdom matches, you really can't miss like any at all in the first round against some of the people that you're going to be playing up against against the Kalinowskis or the Parkers or the Barbarians. But he, it, it was a, it was an all right match, but you know it was definitely I don't think uh, Warfather's strong suit is definitely not at all intergeeked them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean I agree, and I'll tell you about both of these players. When I watched the match, I didn't think either one. They didn't impress me to the point to where I thought, oh man, somebody's been sleeping on this guy. He might go far. I think Alba still got some work to be done. Luckily, he's got his first match and first victory out of the way, yes. uh, and. You know, maybe he goes home and does a little bit of work, and he knows he's got to do the work, right? So we'll see what's up, man. He, he can go in and brush up on some of those other, you know, categories that he may not be as strong in, and maybe he even comes in better because the stuff he knows is good. Uh, just 100%. Like, But besides that, uh, we also, because like I said, we had a lot of stuff going on. You got the Warfather and Alba, and we do have Koi. Koi in here put, like, look, I'm going to say I doubted – I did doubt because Koi's in the chat. I'm going to bring this up. I oh did doubt like what was going to happen with Koi's team, especially when it came to this inner geekdom, because I didn't know throwing the real reject, separating them, you know, putting them in the IG tournament was maybe that great of an idea. I was like, oh man, are you just kind of just throwing things out there and hoping to have a good outcome? Like, or is this just like a last, you know, ditch effort to like come through with some stuff? Alba came through with a victory in the official tournament now. And I thought Alba may have been the weaker of the two. So like now, but now I don't, you know, now I don't think that. I think Alba's got some good stuff and good knowledge here. And if he gets lucky on the wheel, who knows what will happen? Like if he gets some opponent's choice goes against his opponents and he gets like MCU and the stuff that he knows, like this could be pretty awesome. Aces oh. in the hole in the since the draft. All right, I got you. <laughs> <But here's laughs> That's the, yet to be seen, but uh, 
Hey, you got to talk your guys up. I'll say this again. I'm a single dad. I got a 13-year-old. And most of the time when you're older, you always look at the younger people and go, man, I wish I had that energy. I wish I just had part of that. Look, that's the same thing. And Coy's a grown-ass man. Telling you right now, that dude, I wish I had a quarter of that guy's energy, man. Just a quarter of that guy's energy. But here's the thing, Justin. I know Coy is watching us right now. Coy, you're beautiful, man. Here's the thing. You can be a great manager because you're you when you hosted Collider Heroes and you when you hosted comic book shopping, you're great. But the, here's the problem, my friend. You are too nice sometimes. Give to the dark side, my friend. Then you're gonna have the power to be the greatest manager of all time. Besides, well, Gucci, of course. <laughs> Josh coming in clutch with that pop up on the screen there. That was pretty. I got you, but yeah, like it would be see cool. It would be cool later on down the road, maybe like a year or two from now in the showdown, Koi become more of this, you know, anti-hero, evil, like genius kind of guy behind the scenes because I think he could actually do both, you know, and not just the the cut up and the joking all the time and stuff like that. Uh, and somebody's already brought pudding up, of course, pudding. <laughs> Kalinowski, man, that, that dude's never going to live that down. It's like it is it's basically his best man. Uh So, uh, so moving on from that, we already got our thoughts on that match right there. Uh, we do have uh, a couple of things coming up uh, that we can talk about too. Some of these matches, uh, we've got Molly. Uh, well, we do have we had the Ben Goddard and the Jim Vabita. Jim uh, Ben Goddard and the, I almost skipped that one, but Ben Goddard and the Jim Vabita match. I'm going to tell you. We're on the Finstock Initiative channel right now, so I'm 100% gung-ho. Not just saying this because of, of what channel we're on and because Gucci's watching. Like, <laughs> Barbarian, ever since I seen him in that first match, has been my pick for Rookie of the Year, period. And when he got put in this IG tournament, I was like, look, man, this guy, if he goes far in this IG tournament, he's going to bring it, right? Like, he's going to be the guy who brings it all uh, and, 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 and just win it hands down. But I'm going to tell you, surprise of the year. And I knew the guy knew some stuff, right? He wouldn't be part of SCN if he didn't. But Ben Goddard has came in hot. The guy has won two, just because of the simple fact that he was able to get in matches early, which I think was like a big deal because he was able to do things uh, before we had like, uh, you know, the COVID hit and everything else. He got two tag team matches uh, that he's won, a singles match that he's won, and now what we're about to talk about is this guy won his play in for the IG tournament. Now, I am going to say, uh, it ain't looking good for him in the next round. I mean, I don't, now I don't think – I'll tell you this. I would have said before I saw this match that Robert Parker, first couple of rounds, is going to blow by everybody. Then eventually he's going to meet a couple of people that know stuff, right? And with this being said, you know, I don't think that anymore. Like, I think – that's going to be a challenge. Like Robert Parker better not be sleeping on Ben Goddard from what I'm seeing right now. Like this guy knows his stuff. This guy practices all the time with the bandit brigade and everything else. And it's pretty amazing. So what do you guys think, man? I mean, obviously I didn't talk a lot about the match because Jim, he knows stuff. Like he's kind of like that guy that reminds me of maybe what people talk about Scrimshaw and, and uh, with uh, Ken Knapsack, right, like with natural knowledge, but like, and he just kind of walked in there. It didn't look like he was really ready uh, after you saw what the outcome was. But what do you guys think? Uh, we'll start with Chris. 
I, I don't think really, like you said, I don't think Jim is the one. It doesn't seem like he really studies because I'm sure he's kind of busy with IGN and things like that. But it it was a good match, and Goddard, like you said, it was very surprising, especially in that Lord of the Rings match, how deep they took that match and how close he was with that even going against Parker. So it's going to be definitely an interesting match when he plays Parker coming up. Yeah, what you got, Alex? Uh, you got any thoughts behind that? Um, in terms of who is going to be the rookie of the year, um, yeah, for me, it's a toss-up between Barbarian and Goddard. I think Goddard is really studious about, you know, um, all of the previous matches and, you know, how this season is mainly predicated on uh, looking at questions that were asked, I guess, in the first season and also in, like, the third season of the Schmodown, right? So, like, he's been well, – I mean, but still, he's been watching all these matches on Twitch. Like, I, I, you know, jump in his Twitch streams once in a while and – yeah, he's studying, man, and he's he's working really hard. Um, he has a lot of potential. I feel like now the Barbarian, I feel like he is going to do some great things um, down the road for sure. It's just going to be a toss between who's going to be the rookie. But, um, yeah, that Jim and um, a Goddard match, I thought that was really well done. I think Jim still needs to learn a little bit more about the game itself because he he kind of fell over a couple times, to be honest with you. Um, if I could say, but you know, Goddard just held in there and you know, just playing it um, all the way. What do you got, Danny? Man, here's the thing. Look, I I watched it backstage today, and then there was Sam Levine saying things that he was supposed to say. Like I don't know, people say a lot about the Barbarian. He's just playing one match. I don't know. Blah 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 blah. blah. Here's the thing. People gave Robert Parker all the credit, and I had the privilege of talking with Robert some weeks ago. Right. But people give props to him because he was a great fan leaguer player. Here's the thing about the Barbarian. He plays for Trivia for money for 10 years now. He's not just some rookie. He does, the, he does this thing since, I don't know, the, 2000s, I, I don't know how old Craig is. So here's the thing. Barbarian, the, 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 real, the real thing with this, this tournament is that it's going to be either the Barbarian that's going to win or it's going to be either Parker that's going to win. Or the third case would be Kalinowski, but we don't know what Kalinowski is going to see it. Right. Since the, his, his loss with this match was the last... Thing that we saw of him so right now the real talk is who is going to be the rook of the year is either the barbarian and parker but i can't even say that barbarian has an advantage because even though let's say he lost to to parker he's still in singles he's still in teams he's he can have a uh, match with with the belt we don't know so people don't need to overlook the barbarian because if they do they're gonna be crushed by his might <laughs> nice way to put it right there <laughs> not even that's uh, that's actually pretty good uh, from you danny but uh now you know we talked about these past matches kind of catching up on that kind of stuff right there and one thing i am gonna say is uh we got the matches coming up tomorrow and we're gonna kind of preview them a little bit uh, i do want to start out with our very own talking about the match coming up against Joseph Scrimshaw and Andrew DeMolanta. And what I'm going to say is this. Like I said earlier, Andrew the Hunter is ready. 
the man is coming in hot. The man is angry. The man's mad. He's mad because Christian brings up the fact that he's 0-2 and it doesn't talk about how good he's done even though he came close in both of those matches. The man's he wants that belt more than anybody in this tournament. He wants that belt more than anything, more than anybody. And he's coming in, like I said, he's coming in hot. He's coming in ready to get some stuff done. He's bitten to be attacking these people in this tournament worse than my puppy is attacking me right at this moment as I'm hosting the show. I'm telling you right now, like he's coming in to do the thing. Matter of fact, don't just let me tell you. Let me show you. Roll it, John. It could be Wit. It could be Sean. It could be Laura Kelly again. It could be Scrimshaw again. I don't care who gets put in front of me. My focus is on Damon. That's the only thing on my mind. That's all I'm preparing for is Damon. Whoever whoever Harloff wants to put in front of me, um, I'll, I'll go right through them. I don't care. Let me tell you something, man. I'm glad to say something because I listen all the time yes. to Joseph Scrimshaw on his podcast. I know what the man knows, and the man knows a lot. But when you watch a video like that done by our own Danny over here, let me tell you, I'm joining the dark side. Andrew yes. Hunter Demolanta is going to come through tomorrow on his way, on his path to glory to try to get a shot at Alex Damon. Now, we're going to see what's going to go down. We're going to see what happens. We're, we're all going to see it with our eyes, man. When you watch a video like that, you can't help but getting pumped up for this man. What he said, he named all the names. He's coming at all of them. He's coming to take them all down. Matter of fact, I hope he's watching this because I want him to know I'm backing him now. You better step up. I, I know you've been practicing. I know you've been studying. I know you've been getting ready. You've been getting ready this whole time. But now it's business time. Tomorrow... It's time to get one for the Finstock Exchange. What do you guys think? Execute Order 66. Let's get it. Uh, mm. There we go. That's what why. you got, Mando? What you got, Mando? <laughs> hey, Mando. Hey, Mando. <laughs> what does the Mando have for us? Demolante all the way. The Mando has spoken. Boom. Andrew Demolante. And we already know We already know what Danny's going to say. We'll just go ahead and let him say it with his be beautiful you know, uh, <laughs> beautiful accent there. Here's the thing. The dark side is way more cooler than the light side. And the hunter is hungry. It's very hungry for that belt. So, Joseph, <laughs> a little... Oh, that's a nice image right there. <laughs> He's wearing a blue lightsaber. He should have been wearing a red one. <laughs> Anyway, Joseph, you're beautiful people. You're a beautiful guy. You're so funny. But your jokes are not going to let you win this time because the hunter wins it all. 
like Larry said in the chat, man, his fourth bourbon's bringing him into the Gucci verse. But when I watch a video like that right there, it gets me into the Gucci verse. I don't know about you guys, but oh yeah, like I'm there right now, man. That's I'm look. I did a breakdown on the Let's Get Ready to Talk Schmodown podcast where I picked Joseph Scrimshaw. I, I, that's that's who I picked. And when you see this stuff, and I see this guy's hunger after we made those picks, I'm just like, oh man, like this guy's in it to win it. Like it's not going to be an easy road. It's not. It, he he's got to fight for it, and that's the biggest thing I see right there. Because even if he gets past Joseph. Then he's going to have to turn around and face the winner. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it would be the winner of this next match right here uh, yeah. between Molly Damon and Adam Witt. Yeah. Now, the one thing I'll say about this is that Adam Witt, with his force choke hold up there on the picture you see, <laughs> is he going to be able to force choke out Molly Damon? No. I don't know. Because I will tell you this, uh, I wasn't very impressed with his very first match against Sean mm-hmm. Solomon, which he lost. Now, I wasn't like, oh, this guy doesn't know anything either. Because in that five-pointer, man, let me tell you something. There's a lot of people that would have never known that guy's name. And he knew it. So that lets me know he knows stuff. Now, he had to do that match, you know, without any kind of like, they, they wasn't prepared for that match. It got kind of thrown together because somebody couldn't show up that day to record. So they ended up putting that match together, and he did fine. Uh, he did lose, but he did fine. And because I know he knows that, now he's had time to get ready. Now he's had time to study. Because uh, he's a guy that I think he could have been tempted on his you know, faction to be put in the IG. I actually think it's really to do both tournaments, but I actually think it's really good that they let him settle down and be 100% like in this Star Wars thing you know, all the way. Uh, what do y'all guys think? Uh, do you think uh, he'll be able to do the force choke, or do you think uh, Molly Damon is like a hundred percent guaranteed? I think Molly's going to take it just because who she's married to and who she's helping study all the time, and she's in like most of the videos that Alex makes and different things like that. So I feel like just from the fact that, and she's competed before and she did pretty well from what I know of at the Star Wars celebration. But I feel like, you know, Adam did all right in his first Star Wars match, but I feel like Molly's got the knowledge and she should take it, but then Andrew's going to take her out either way. So, but I feel like Molly's going to take the win. And about you, Alex. Absolutely. Um, I, I totally agree with what Chris is saying. I think Molly's going to, like, take it. Um, I think Adam Witt is a really strong competitor. Um, I don't – I think he's – but I don't think he's, like – very very strong i think he's in the middle there but um i do think molly's gonna uh you know i think she's gonna rise up from the ashes and you know take a beating and i i really want to see her against oh someone left yeah justin froze but he's gonna be back home he's going to the (laughs) void he just rage quit he was like alex's shitty opinions what the fuck Yeah, yeah, yeah anyway um no i think molly damon and alex damon that match would be amazing if that actually comes to fruition for sure. Uh, Danny, what, what do you think? Man, here's the thing. I'm going to be with you guys about Molly because, no, not only because of she's married with Alex. Actually, that's one of the reasons I think that she has so much fire on her because us as a community has to stop seeing her as just Alex's uh, wife. You need to see her as Molly Damon, a Star Wars player, a girl that knows a lot about Star Wars. And people 
always keep forgetting that Alex Channel with with Polly are there both. It's not just Alex that do Star Wars explain. Right. It's her as well. However, a loss brings a lot of power to someone. So it's not going to be a smash, in my opinion. I do think that Molly and Witz gonna have a very fierce battle because man, Adam has to do something, you know. He has to do something for to compensate that loss because for a lot of times the danger was the bottom of the all the standings within the faction. So maybe man, I just got force choked off the force, cho force choked off the internet just then, man. <laughs> yeah, you I left got, when I, I mentioned my yeah, opinion. I, I, I got uh bad weather over here in my area, so that's kind Ooh. of what's going on. Yeah. My thing is too that Roxy tried to get um, Molly on her team, but she specifically did not want to be on the same team as Alex, and she wants that. She's got that fire in her eyes, and she wants. She's got that drive to win and play against and take the belt for herself. She yeah. wants that competition to play against her husband eventually to get the chance. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, she's got something to prove, and also, I think I heard something that like she. I've even heard that people say that like she knows a little bit more than even. Alex does. So that completely surprises me. And uh, by the way, I, I think I mentioned it earlier. You guys, you guys got to watch that Lord of the Rings match with Alex Damon and Ben Goddard. If you're a subscriber oh, yeah. to Patreon. It's, yeah, that was a great match. Yeah, I mentioned that again, but still, it's, it's, it's a wonderful match if you love Schmodown for sure. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's amazing. There's a couple of those exhibition matches. Matter of fact, oh, yeah. it's pretty amazing. Uh you know, and uh, the Shmoe over here in the chat, man, uh, the hunter versus the demon. He wants to see that at the very end. Oh, the demon yeah. hunter, baby. That's what, That could be his new <laughs> nickname. That could be his new nickname, the demon hunter, man. Like, I'm telling you, like I said, Andrew's the hungriest. And sometimes that ain't a guaranteed victory. But it's hard to look at the guy and not think that he's going to come through uh, with some of those things. And we'll see what's up. Uh, you know, and like I said, Molly... Man, dude, she's just going to be almost automatically good because of who she's married to. Let's don't overlook the fact that, like, she sits down next to the greatest Star Wars player that's ever played the game. And just by doing that, you're going to learn things, you know. Uh, and, and she knows the channel between then. And he knows what to tell her to study. And she helps him on the show. It's not like she's a second fiddle. You know, she's actually part of his shows whenever they break down Star Wars. She's right there next to him, like, answering the questions. So it's going to be a tough thing. It's going to be a you know a tough draw, uh, but we got that. And one thing I do want to bring up before we go uh, is on backstage. Uh, we have backstage today. I uh, hope everybody watched it or whatever. And uh, one of the things though that got brought up during that backstage is management skills. Now we know that the girl on the other side of the way there, Roxy Stryer, always comes at you know. Bobby Gucci, Finstock, <laughs> about his managing skills. And the one thing I'm going to tell you is when I watched the the Barbarian match, uh, not to give any spoilers or anything, but when I watched the match, because if you could watch it, it'd be $10 on Patreon, but when yes. I watched that match, like the things that Finstock did and the way he communicated with his player, man, like, he just doesn't get the credit. He don't get the credit that he deserves, man. 
Like, he plays this character, and he does this thing that we all enjoy to love and laugh at and stuff because he puts on the mask, or he goes shirtless, or, or yeah, exactly, right there. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, if that don't get you in the goosey burst, no nothing will, you know what I'm saying? But right now, 100% is like, he does more than what people give him credit for. Yeah. Like, and the perfect thing about it is, it's like he doesn't, you know, make people put respect on his name. Like, he doesn't come at them, right? Like, they come at him all the time. Yeah. Talking about something that he does that they feel is dumb or stupid. But, like, he doesn't really come to them very, you know, very hard when it comes to it. But I think that's almost perfection, man. Because, like, if you're going up against somebody that you think makes dumb calls and dumb moves, why do you even think about them, right? Like, oh, I got this. And he just comes in and uppercuts you. Because... To be honest with you, in this young season, I, if I if you told me straight up manager wise, you take character out of this, like, of course a lot of people is going to say Finstock would be the be- better manager out of the two if we were talking character and you put everything together as a whole because he's had more time. He he's been a man of first. He's he, he's he's been the first manager. He's been a manager of one of the greatest tag teams of all times. You know, he came in almost starting intros. He's involved in some of the biggest things that's ever been done in the Schmodown. Like, he's part of the trial of JTE. He was part of the decision when uh, Mark Riley was getting a new partner and stuff, and JTE was trying to get Clark Wolf, and it, she ended up picking Mark Riley. Like, he's involved with all these things at the very beginning. So, when you put all that stuff together, it's kind of hard not to say that Finstock's better than Roxy Stryer. But I'm just going to tell you, in this new season, the things that I've seen, the only thing that Roxy Stryer has on the Finstock stock right now is at that live event in Atlanta when Damon beat Emily Rose Jacobson. But I'm going to tell you this, like Finstock was trying to play into the role of being this manager to her. And he's, he's still trying to learn how to be her manager. And he kind of let her go with the things she was feeling other than trying to step in and tell her what to do. I think that uh, relationship is growing, but also Emily Rose Jacobson, man, first live match, that's tough. And Atlanta was rowdy, man. A bunch of fans getting loud. That's going to throw a lot of people's game off. But what do you guys – so I'm going to say early season, I think Finstock's actually a better manager. Sorry. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a hot take. It's going to be a lot of people in the chat probably, like, it's, throwing it up. But It's the truth. I mean, look at the losses Roxy's taken. She, she lost against – who's the boss against the odd couple? We took her out there. She lost already in the – in the Inner Geekdom tournament, she lost, and then she lost with Star Wars tournament. She's she's taken some heavy losses this year so far, and I mean, you don't win three time manager of a year for nothing. That's why he's the best manager and manager of the year again. We got the best faction, and we're gonna take her. She's she's taken some heavy losses, and it doesn't look. I don't know who she's had got even in singles that she's gonna come heavy with this year. She's already almost out of both of these tournaments already. So I mean, <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, what do you think about it, Danny? Well, here's the thing, Justin. You know me. I people have already said many things about me because I always came out on Roxy on the reaction video. I was expelled, so Chris could be on now in the reaction show because of my thoughts about Roxy. But here's the thing: there is so much a manager can do about their players. If the player doesn't know, the player doesn't know. The manager can help them study, can help them be prepared for the match, but they cannot say the answers for them. So even though Roxy's trier has said a lot of things about our boss, God bless his presence, Mr. Bob Gucci himself, 
I do think that she doesn't have to get the blame for Jim's performance in Goddard's match. Because sometimes there is nothing, there is nothing more that you can do. So Yeah, I agree she, with that. But then you have the Josh Pobeda match where the guy didn't look, like, almost like he didn't know the rules. Like, and, yeah. like, you know, he came in and, you know, he was forgetting he could probably, he was using his repeats too much and then was, like, basically forgetting that he had multiple choice. And I got to, I gotta say, man, I ain't seen no Gucci player, no Finstock player coming in, <laughs> even if they come in with a loss, come in and seem that unprepared. The, like, the thing, to be perfectly honest with you. The thing was, too, even with the Jim and Goddard match, he, Jim, even in the third round, was asking for multiple choice. So, mm -hmm. like, he didn't know the rules that you can't ask for multiple choice in the third round. And, like, I, I, you know, one of the things here, like I said before, we're gonna be more involved in the chat. Suge Knight. No, on this issue, no. The Andrew Demolana thing is, I, I made my choice with Scrimshaw out of love because I listened to that guy's podcast and everything, but the more and more I've seen with Andrew, like, I think he may win. Now, I'm going to stick by my pick that I made on that show where I had Scrimshaw moving on. I'm going to stick with that pick because I already made that pick, but things change. It's like sometimes you watch a football game and you just see the momentum shift and you realize the fact that like, oh man, like this might get ugly, right? Like, and that's the kind of thing that happens. And so no, yeah, call me flip flop and flapjacks all you want to. That's all it is to it. And hey, sugar. Hey, sugar. Larry, Larry, Larry does pay me with love and frill frontal <laughs> hugs. And that's, you know, straight up 100% and I love it. And what I need you guys to do, because we're almost, I'm going to let Alex talk about his uh, part of it yes. here in just one second, but I want some questions before we go out of here. I want some questions, like legit questions. Ask us anything about the Schmodown you want, because uh, we're going to try to answer some before we cut out. But, uh, Alex, what do you think about this manager situation? Um, I do think it's kind of like uh, the criticism people give the Patriots in the NFL. Well, not anymore because, you know, Brady left to go to, I think, what is it, Oakland? I don't I don't watch much football, but um, how how credible Obviously. that team up is. It's hard not, to not, watch not. games with that helmet on. You know what I'm saying? Well, probably should. You he know. went to Tampa Bay, <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, Tampa Bay, whatever. I, I'm I see my my team is the Colts, but you know I I you know I barely dabble in it. But anyway, um, I I like the colors. Um, but no, there Belichick and Brady have and Kronkowski and all those guys they have a camaraderie and I think Gucci has that same camaraderie with Merle Bateman, um, Roca and the, all those cats. And um, I think it's and you if you're part of this faction you got to know the game. I think that's the most important rule. And I think Gucci takes that with stride and that's the best thing about him. And a lot of people don't give him credit even though he plays out like a great. You know, he, he does such a fantastic job playing this great character, but yet he's a strategizer and he knows what he's doing. That's what makes him great. I mean, look, one of the biggest things that I've said, and I've said this on every show I've been on, Finstock, everyone takes away from him because he was lucky enough to get the four of the best players. He just able, was able to keep them, didn't even have to draft them. And I get that part. And if Finstock would have went on after that and would have had a crap draft like his – five, six, seven, eighth, and ninth picks and tenth picks or whatever he picks up were like garbage terrible. Like then I'd be like, yeah, man, that's that's deserved, right? Like only his top four players are keeping him in it. That's no, not man. 
That's not the truth. The dude went and got the Barbarian, like I said, who's probably possibly could win Rookie of the Year, maybe even do great things in the future. Like he's going to have a tough decision now. He's got them top four players, and the way the rules are going to change in next year's draft, man, he might actually want to keep the Barbarian, which means he may have to lose somebody like a Mark Riley or a Ben Bateman or any of those. You know, well, since he picked John Roca fourth, it'll probably be John Roca. <laughs> but the, the thing is, here, you know, the, the thing is, is that his draft is amazing. And then, even though people made the big shot jumps, you know, them three point shots with like Chris Jericho, big names, lots of fans. Kevin Smith makes movies, lots of fans. Scott like, he, like yeah, yeah. Ke- well, you talking about Scott Mass? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> But my ma- my main thing is is like the only other like legitimate player or not the only other legitimate player but one of the few legitimate players that people were talking about was Sabrina. Yep. And these other two made the big splashes and it looks cool and it's a lot it's a lot cooler to talk about. But he was able to get Sabrina to even add to his team to make it even better. And that man, look, you can't. I can't overlook that, and I can't. And I've said that. Like I said, I said that from the beginning. This guy just gets overlooked as being a dummy, and he's probably the smartest one in the whole group. It's not. It's not Finstock's fault that we were winning the matches before the draft, so he got to keep the four best players in the whole league. If the if everybody else would have won their matches when they had the time to win the matches, then they would have been able to keep better players. But we won the matches. We got to keep the best players. That's how it worked. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree 100%. Well, look at it. Hey, fresh out of the bathtub. Looking hey. smooth as hell. Can you hear me? Woo. <clears throat> Can you hear me? I don't even need to hear you. I just need to see you. Oh, man. The bathtub was nice, man. <laughs> it was a bunch of rose petals. And, uh, I, I was relaxing, guys, and I heard you guys was talking about Gucci, man. <laughs> heard y'all was talking about Gucci. He hit me up. He was just like, hey, man, go on there and uh, set him set straight. So, uh here I am. Here I am. <laughs> Heard there was some flip flopping going on. I'm not sure, man. But uh, flip flopping. Yeah, this guy. He does look, some man. other podcasts. Hey, we can't have any of that. We can't. <laughs> hey, have, on, so I had, hey, had hey, to hey, figure this out. On here, I'm the Finstock, you know, spokesman. So I, I, I do, I do my due diligence. You know what I'm saying? Spokesman. <laughs> In the look, end, man. sugar night. Just as <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about right now because I haven't watched any Schmodown match because uh, I've been too busy in uh, entering the Gucci verse over the weekend. Oh, but oh, yeah. I didn't need to watch any of the matches to know that. Let, let me take a guess. Did Gucci? Uh, oh, never mind. We don't. I don't know. I don't know if that happened yet. I guess we don't know if that happened yet. But Gucci's going to win all things. It doesn't matter. Of course he will. Ever, all these, all these talks about other managers and stuff like that. Let's be real. They don't. They don't have the finesse. They don't have the swagger. They don't have the the feng shui that Gucci has when he enters into a room. You know, it's all these other players and all that's out there doing their thing. They're just not ready, man. Because whatever Gucci's going to be blessing with Demolance is going to show up tomorrow. It's going to be quite evident. Andrew Demolance is going to run through the entire thing. I hear Adam Witt. Uh, someone was saying Adam Witt was in the chat, and uh, yeah, that was our boy. That's not our boy, man. Our boy is Demolance. So whoever that was, I need you to uh, correct yourself. Correct yourself. <laughs> Need you to correct yourself, bro. You know, everybody's talking about Molly Damon. All right. Look, Molly's good. Her hair is on fleek. I respect it. On fleek. But it's not gonna be it's not gonna beat the hunter. Okay, why? Because because Tom Dagnino's in the forefront. He's gonna lead everything to victory. All right. 
So I don't know what you guys are over there trying to tell the chat right now to make them to 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 have me getting called to try to show up. I was I was in the bathtub, man. I was <laughs> relaxing. And if anyone out there in the chat understands, when I'm getting in the bathtub, I'm trying to like let the sorrows you, of the past go. I, I hope the person that got you that sent you the message and and you do realize that I they're, wasn't they're even supposed to, to be dressed right look, now, bro. Hey, listen, right now, look. They say a flip flopper because I picked Joseph Scrimshaw in the breakdown, the bracket breakdown. That was my pick. But after yeah, I saw that video and after I've talked to Andrew after that, they're calling me flip flopper because I'm coming to the Andrew the Hunter mm. on the side. Right, so right, right. It's actually flip flopping from the other way if it's anything at all because there's one thing I haven't flip flopped on, and that's my views of Finstock himself being the greatest manager in the game. Because just like Shug Knight said in the chat, Gucci had no belts going into the end of the last year, but came out of it with two. So, like, he was there during that whole period of time and, and and got them that. And that a lot of other managers, some of them, it's not their fault because they're new, but a lot of these other managers that are experienced, they keep talking that trash. Right. They, they don't never – yeah, it was specifically. She doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't pay it. She, look, she writes – Roxy's a, Roxy's a great manager. She's a great oh, match, yeah. but but I'm but there's this false her, narrative. Sometimes she writes that check that you know that butt can't cash, and that's all yeah. that's happening right now. She keeps writing that check, keeps shoving Gucci to the side, and turns out Finstock is better. Look, man, here's something I want to try to course correct because um, I know that the, the 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 news came out about the whole like you keep three, you lose seven, and and all this other kind of stuff, and they're doing all that because of the supposed firepower that Gucci has. Uh -huh on the Finstock exchange. Okay. And they and they want to break up the exchange. Listen, here's the thing. If y'all really think that blowing up the team at the end of the season is really what's going to beat the exchange, you really are mistaken. You really are mistaken. I'm not even sure if we're on that topic right now, but I'm gonna just jump right to it. You're, you're fairly mistaken because one, that means you really never beat them. You had to go through the rules, you had to bend the rules, break the rules, break the Brackets break everything just to try to destroy what this man made. And you know, here's the thing too: at the end of the season, yeah, Gucci he he had compiled a list of players that had belts. But you got to remember too: when he first joined the Horsemen, they were on the path to nowhere. They were on the path to nowhere. Hey, same thing with the Patriots. Patriots weren't anything until he got involved. So, so what you what you what, so what people don't understand is just that even if at the end of the season they break up the teams and everything like that. If you really think that's going to be the reason why next year the Finstock Exchange still doesn't go back for another chance at the titles and the chance at all the belts, you're still mistaken because at the end of the day, Gucci's on top in all things. Look, man. Of course. <laughs> in all Listen, things. In all things. Look, you can't stop Finstock. When you have things at the Bars. top. The Bars, Chris. Below it, when, you have, when, when you're at the top, everything below it wants to tear you down so they can try to take your place. That's the only thing that happens. You can change the rules. You can change the way the league's done. You can do all you want to do. Make all the changes you want to make. Because they've already made changes during this whole history of the Schmodown. And guess who's been the one constant? The one there, the one getting it done. And that's Finstock. Like, I don't care. Like, you don't like the man's character. You don't like this or that. It doesn't matter. The man's been there. He's done that. He's raised the bar every time. And all these other managers coming in, just like he was talking about Kaiser the other day. Kaiser walks in, all you did was boost this man up to even be greater because now he's like, oh man, I might have some competition here. I got to step up my game even further. 
And that's exactly what's happening. So they can do whatever they want to. Christian, Ellis, whoever's going to be the next commissioner, you know, the Clark Wolf, the commissioner now. It doesn't matter. Change the game, but you can't you can't take away the players. And Finstock's been one of the biggest players in this whole thing since it's, in, you know, just beginning of it from the very beginning. And that's just facts. all it is to it. These are facts, man. And shout out to Brady Parker. She's out there in the chat, one of the regional directors in the uh, in the Gucci Patreon. Shout out to uh, Brady Parker. She's saying that no doubt at all that uh, that Debalanta wins, and she's absolutely correct. So we, obviously, we got some competent people in the chat in Brady Parker. You know, uh, Suge Knight. Uh, he, he's trying to talk about replacing Justin. I'm not gonna replace Justin. Why would I do that? I got the bearded behemoth, yo. Exactly. I got the bearded behemoth, bro. He was trying to run that first of all, first of all. If anything, I found Justin first. Yeah, I we found have. Justin first. Okay, I, I, I like like what, what Ray J said. I hit it first. <laughs> all right, and but it's good to see that you also have done a lot to too. So at least at least you know a little bit of what you're talking. About. Yeah, Suge, there is a Patreon, man. There is a Patreon. Get on that if you want. Yes, Suge, yeah. there's a Patreon, bro. There's a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Bob Bob. Bob Finstock, hold on. Bob now, yeah, he's pulling it out. But I'm like I said, I'm a, at the very I'm a, I'm of this podcast, link, we're going through a little bit of a transition period because we're not just a Finstock Exchange podcast. Uh, we're on the Finstock Initiative channel. And with all the other stuff that's going on in this whole Talk about the Twitch today, channel, bro. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Talk the about Twitch, the Twitch. The two yeah. shows on Twitch that we got going on. Ask is Ask Goosey moving to Twitch? Or is it staying on the YouTube? Yo, Ask Gucci's gonna be moving to Twitch. All right, so yeah. so, so uh, Ask Gucci's going to Twitch. Yeah, and we got the uh, the Gucci and Kaiser late night show, but did y'all not... see that show this weekend? Yes. Hey, hey, if you're in the chat right now, did y'all see Gucci and Kaiser? I'm just curious. I'm just trying to get a tally on things. That was oh, a crazy ass show. Look at that. Awesome. That was bro. that's look a smooth. That that. Hey, y'all know who made y'all know who made that logo? The Mando. The Mando. Alex. Hey, shout out to uh, the French Taunter man. He's also a Patreon in the uh, in the bro, Gucci verse. Come and enter the Gucci. Come and enter the Gucci verse. I really enter can't the explain Gucci verse, how bro. hard that we're we're going. The reason why it's called the Finstock Initiative isn't just because it sounds cool together or it kind of flows. We calling this whole thing the Finstock Initiative, man, because it's about Gucci likes to call it, and why wouldn't he? He likes to call it the Gucci verse, entering in the Gucci verse, and we're trying to do that on all of our shows at least to a certain point. This is our one Schmodown show. We're gonna talk and break down Schmodown. But we want to get a community that's built and put together and solid. We don't care about the numbers. We don't care about how big those numbers are. We just want those numbers to come together and be here all the time, man. So we hold on. So Suge is asking him a question right now. So Suge, you're talking about the 999 tier, the 2499 tier. Let me tell you something. If you look at the 999 tier, first of all, I think all the tiers are amazing. But that $2499 tier to me, I think you get more with that tier than you do any other uh, Patreon that you would normally see out there for anyone else. Who's in charge of the Patreon? Like, huh? As, who's in charge of the Patreon? Is that you, Larry? How? Are you in charge of it? How? I can't. I, I'm going through traffic right now, guys. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going through traffic. I'm just I saying. Can't, I can't hear that, you. No, no. I'm just saying. Can we change that from twenty four ninety nine to twenty four sixty nine? Oh, I can do that. I think we can make that happen. I mean, okay, I that that great idea, But it's like I said, though, <laughs> we we really want we're we're trying to like we're going to the transition period. Even in this podcast, we're not going to be doing interviews all the time. We're still going to do them here and there. 
because you know they could be good some hot topics coming up we're going to be switching in and out we're gonna have chris and alex larry me danny whoever it is we're gonna just gonna come in here and mix it up but we want to do more stuff with the fans that are watching so like when you exactly. come to watch the podcast from now on we want you to come with some questions we want you to be ready uh doesn't cost you anything just put them in the chat and we're going to try to like talk and discuss with you because we want to get closer to you guys personally and that's what the gucci verse that's what the finstock initiative is all about it's about building a brand to where people can feel good in this hard time that we have and in this life man with the virus with all the other stuff that's going on like so that we can come here and at least be safe in the gucci verse listen man so my boy aj lancaster he's an executive uh he's an executive in the patreon right now and today i went through there and i was like okay let me try to see how i can make this shit just like when you're dealing with gucci you can't be subpar you well, can't be subpar stuff. right like over the weekend me and gucci we went to albuquerque to try to and to to, to to go to a brothel to try to enlist this girl to be a new uh co co-host for the ass gucci show because that's how committed he is to making sure everything is perfect mm. right so you can't be subpar when you're talking about the Patreon, and I literally just got a, uh, I got a message from AJ Lancaster. Right, he is executive in the Patreon. Literally in an hour, he says, "Dude, the perks for the initiative are looking like some of the best I've seen on Patreon in general. Y'all are killing it. And if y'all don't take advantage of it, you're missing out. Because the way that we're trying to do it is, uh, the the higher tier that you are in this Patreon, the more that you get to interact with Gucci, the more one on one talks." Like just for example, in in, in yeah. the executive one, you really get a one-on-one -on -one phone call hmm. with Gucci every month. That happens. Right. Who name another Patreon that does that? Just saying. I can't off the top of my head. Right. Only like, the Gucci verse, like, man. Only the Gucci verse. Like like I said, trying to interact Cheers, with the man. chat more and stuff like that. Uh, we got PC man definitely avoiding my family a bit. So oh like, my hey, bad. You've got to. If you've got to come in here and just enjoy us talking and chatting about the schmodown on this channel, about all the other stuff that we do on the Twitch channels, like, hey, that's what we're setting up for. You got to get it, escape for a little bit. Come in here so we can see you, so we can talk to you, get to know you better. Hold on. I'm in the chat right now. Should Knight, Should Knight said he wants to hear what Chris Hall has to say. And then PC is also asking if you're okay because you haven't blinked in a while. Chris, here's the thing, bro. Oh, my Bruh. Bro, sorry blinking for people because I'm, we can't I'm doing have fine, you know. I mean, this is all about the Gucci verse, and I'm here for everybody to come step into the Gucci verse because this is a movement. You're gonna join the Gucci movement. Come and join the initiative. This is about Gucci. Join the Patreon. Everybody wants is, to get as much involvement yeah. with Gucci as you can. Nobody else gets that. Larry, my man is so far step into up. the Gucci verse. He doesn't want to blink so he don't miss nothing. Exactly. That little flash of blink right there, he might miss some of the Gucci. God damn. Hey, Shook yeah. Knight says that Chris just sold him on it. Yeah, exactly. that's what I'm wait, wait, yeah. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Fuck you. Fuck you, Shook. I was over there talking up all this time and I still ain't sell you on it. Shook. Okay. We're gonna learn from our community. Larry, we're gonna learn from our community right now, He's man. This is, I don't know what label we need to make it. The 2469, 969, even higher than that. Right here. Great idea from the people in the chat right now. They said, Will they send me birthday cards like Dan? All right. Yes. Whoever's running this thing, can you can you show the picture of Finstock again that we showed a little earlier? Of him like just laid out all comfortable. Yeah. 
Look it up for me, Dan. Yeah, this can. is the point. That's the best. This is the point I think we need to add. You will get a birthday card. Personally, I don't know if this can happen, but I'm throwing it out there. Personal birthday card sent from Gucci, you know, with him signing it, leaving you a personal message with and the front of the card is gonna look like this if Danny can pull it up. I'm not seeing it. You are good. you are seeing this, Larry? The photo that Josh. You dropped the ball on this one, bro. Man, dog. I was trying to give him a couple of sexes. We all know that picture of Gucci, the one where he's laid out on the couch looking all sexy. Look, I'm telling you right now. I would want a birthday card from the man. There you go, Schmoway. There you go, Schmoway. Now, here's the thing, too. Schmoway kind of makes a good point. He says, into the multi-Gucci-verse. And I just wanted to bring it. And I want to say this. There's only one real Gucci-verse. But there's many ways to enter it. Okay, and I know we're supposed to talk, uh, supposed to talk about the fence like exchange. Here's the point of this whole podcast. In case y'all want to know something, there's a lot of matches that happen, but here's the point. Fence stock wins. There we go. Right? That's the picture that you're going to in front of your birthday. Fence stock always wins, right? Of course. Exactly. Always wins. But there's many ways to enter the Gucci-verse, you know? And if you want to know how to enter the Gucci-verse, you got to make sure you tune in to Ask Gucci, which happens tomorrow. By the way. I don't know if you guys have seen Ask Gucci. It's one of my favorite shows. Not because I'm on it. But because it's a great show. <laughs> and then also we have the late night with Kaiser show. But we're still trying to figure out the right time for that. In case you guys don't know, Kaiser goes AWOL. I found Gucci. Gucci's a, a this might sound crazy. Gucci is easier to get a hold with than Kaiser. <laughs> and, if, and if you guys didn't know, ask Gucci has special guest fact. host every Good episode, man. JTE. That's because Kaiser is in like uh what do they call we it? We should probably get back to the slowdown talk though. Cleaning like, There we go. I just intercepted this whole whole podcast, and uh, and I feel fine. it's fine. We're trying and to get I feel the terrible. word out. We're trying Nobody. to get the word out to everybody because everybody I'm who just watches saying. this may not watch. I was in my bubble bath. Twitch. I was in my bubble bath because I got this new. What I like to I like to use a uh, baby bubble bath mix. I like to oh. use baby bubble bath because it's good on my skin. It's good on my skin. You got to put the baby bubble. Got to put the baby bubble bath. Uh, baby bubble bath mix in. Right, and I put a little bit of the uh, lavender Epsom salt because it helps soothe my bones. That's said baby bubble bath three three times, Larry. Baby bubble bath, baby bubble bath, baby bubble bath. Hold on, cuz. I listen to Bone Thugs. I listen to Bone Thugs, cuz. But, hey, that's how you got to do it, man. I'm telling you, I like, there's a couple of them, man. Just pour it, yeah, just get in there and soak and lather up, man. Just get yourself feeling good. Like Bro. you ain't gotta feel like there's nothing wrong with that. Cause Do whatever it takes a, to enter the Gucci verse. I'm a man from Alabama, grown as hell, with a beard, and I do that sometimes. Like ain't nothing wrong with that. Every now and then, you know what? I want to make it nice. I want to make it nice. So I throw a little rose petals floating in the water. I, I want to answer this chat a little bit. So Shug Knight three two three. That's the homie, right? He says Larry's favorite show is uh, the Let's Get Ready to Talk Schmodown podcast. I will say this: I think that Justin, you, Shug, and Ferris have a very solid show. I really do think that, and uh, especially when I was on. Uh, I will say that you guys have a very good show. So, <laughs> I think that you guys do amazing work, and I hope that you guys get uh, the nominee at the end of the year for best podcast of the year. Um, I really do think that you guys deserve it, and and, and I, I don't want to say that because you took Justin away from me, shook night, you fucking bastard. Uh, he didn't take her you know, away. He, he tried. Listen, I mean, just, I, mean, I know, I know, I know. That's our bearded behemoth. Just saying. I'm just saying. There's enough the end. Look, there's enough of me to go around. Like y'all saw, like y'all saw this past week trying to help donate some money. 
Okay, so what episode? What, what episode? What 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 uh what what show we got to talk about next? What uh what fucking match we got to talk about? Because well, I, I didn't watch it. We're 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 the matches. The other stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're done with oh, the matches. Shit. Uh, next week we're gonna have some more. Like I said, we got some two of them happening tomorrow. Then we'll have the. We can't talk about the barbarian match on Patreon, can we? No. So like we can't. That's why I'm saying I talked about one subject of that barbarian match because of the him and his interaction with Finstock. No spoilers, but man, those guys. We actually we got our reaction coming out on Friday. There is one match that we can at least speculate about is the Soul versus Brandon Hanna on Friday. With Brandon Hanna? Yeah. Well, first of all, Brandon Hanna took shots at everybody, so fuck him. So sorry. Let me tell you something. The only thing is though, we want Brandon Hanna to win for the points. Oh, yeah, that makes right sense. On our heel. Hey, Chris, you make sense. Yeah, fuck Saul. We want Brian Hanna. <laughs> we always talk about being prepared. This is the lowdown that I'm about to give you, folks. This is something that you're PC, not PC, thank you for showing love. Yeah, you you say you got to go, PC. Shout out to yeah. the new guy, Peace man, out, man. Peace out. But, like, <laughs> I'm just letting you know that this is a little bit of a not really insider information where I got some breaking news or nothing like that, but I'm going to let you know. We always talk about being prepared. I didn't know what Saul was. I thought Saul was just this goofy dude trying to talk some of that smack. Unfortunately, me, me, Suge, and Ferris have gotten like this, this, this like relationship with Saul. And it's a very intimate. It, it's pretty intimate. It's pretty intimate. Okay, that's but nice. I'm gonna tell you, this man put us in the dark for a whole week. Oh. The only reason why he done that was nothing happened in his life. His job didn't change. None of that stuff. He did that for one reason and one reason only. And that was to get ready for this match with Hannah that you're about to see soon. I'm pumped for this match. What does Hannah like to drink? Does Hannah like to drink bourbon? He don't drink bourbon. Who cares? Who cares what he drinks? Hey, someone take this motherfucker off the screen, bro. Bye, Larry. That's my show now. Oh, wait. Danny got the power? Danny's got the power. There we go. Fuck this. You cannot. Now I'm in the top. God damn it. I'm in my normal spot. Hey, Brandy. I want to know something. You're in the chat right now. What you sipping on? Because I still got my Makers 46. Just throw me, just throw that out there for a little. Let bit. me tell you something right now. I'm, I'm going to point this out too. My man Larry has been in the Gucci verse so much so often in the past week. I don't even think he. Re- I don't even think he realizes he's on the Finstock Exchange podcast right now because he's <laughs> drinking. <laughs> he doesn't did his rubber dub dub in the tub coming out here. Like I'm telling you, woo! I might have to go. Like Ric Flair, my ass right up on the stairs just to strutting up and get in my bath, man. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Because, man, yeah. you are on fire right it's now. It's how I enter the like... Gucci. I'm in the Gucci verse, baby. I got you. I'm in the Gucci verse. How do you enter the Gucci verse? Cheers to the Gucci verse. me? Cheers. How do you enter the Gucci verse? I enter the Gucci verse uh, with tequila, obviously, as well. <laughs> That's what I enter the Gucci verse. You got the. Uh, <laughs> we all try- know Justin. I see. And this is the reason why I know we're not going to get nominated at the end of the year for like for for, for podcasts. I already know, and I've accepted it, and I'm okay with that. Of course. But <laughs> of it's course. my fault. It's my fault. I know it. I'm okay with it. It's all right. Hey, but uh, Justin, have you tried the uh, the Terramana, the new The Rock tequila? It's pretty good. I have here. not, but you know what? You know what I'm going to do with that Terramana when What's I do up, get dog? my hands on it. What's up, man? I want people to look straight in my eyes. What you gonna do with it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make love to that Terramana. Oh, I'm making love to your eyes right now, bro. I'm gonna make mouth love to that Terramana. I'm making eye love to your eyes. You are. I'm making eye love to your mouth. Looking at me right now. I see you, bro. Oh, oh yeah. I hear you in my 
head right now. And it's is that ASMR special right now going on? There's me, get you guys in love. Come on. Hey, wait, oh, now. Man. He can just y'all put, can y'all put me and Larry in backstage real quick? By I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. Go and have your fun, you fucking buffoons. <laughs> hey, I got something about Mr. Saul here. That's what I'm going to say about. I hear he's good, man. I will. Oh, bring him. Sorry for the ASMR. Who did this? <laughs> <laughs> Who did this? Man. He's the only thing I'm gonna talk right now. Oh, he is never right coming now. on the show. Yes, he is man, never coming on the show. Oh man, oh, man, man that is him dirty. Up. He did him dirty. Win a goldfish here. Oh man, look That's at all this I have to say. Shook, I thought you said you're gonna join the Patreon, bro. I ain't got a notification yet. Ooh, <laughs> what happened, Cuz? I'll well, be. I'm actually interested for that match just because of Saul. Hey, just from, the only thing I know of Saul is just from myself, just from him being the guy that called into Collider Live. So it's going to be interesting to see if he actually has the knowledge to actually compete with someone like Brandon Hanna, who's actually played and, and we know he has knowledge in the Schmodown. I want to answer this question, Shug. So, so here's what happened before I showed up. Before I showed up, they were having a very professional conversation about what they were supposed to do with their jobs. And that was cool. And then I showed up. And I just said, fuck that, okay? I said, we're going to talk about nothing. It's essentially what happened. And I don't mind it. You know why? Because now this show has entered the Gucci-verse. It's entered the Gucci-verse, bro. This show has always been a Chris, about. Chris, keep on talking about whatever it was that you was talking about because it probably was really, really important. I mean, that's all I had to say. Boom. I have, I have, I have another though. thing I was going to I feel like Brandon Hanna is going to whip Saul's ass just because we want him to because of the points-wise. But other than that, we've here. seen Brandon Hanna play. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Another thing that I have for Saul. Right that's exactly come how on, it was. Man. What are you trying to do? Every, when I watched Collider Live, on, bro. When man, I watched Collider Live, like, I felt like that's how it was. This man is never coming on the show. I mean, how would he Daddy. get in? How did he get in every time to Collider Live? That's how it probably was. He sat there with like ten different phones and got in that way. Danny, shout out to Jay Scott that made this fucking thing. All right, I feel like I, I feel like I annoyed Danny, man. Danny, I'm gonna leave. No, no, here, no, no, here, here. Before I leave, <laughs> officially, before I leave to go join my bro Larry up above me right here into the Gucci verse like we was talking about. Does anybody have any last second questions? I'm going to give like a couple of minutes. If you got a question, you ask the question. I don't care what it's about. Hopefully about Schmodown since that's what this show focuses on. But send us some questions. If not, we're going to head up on out of here. Uh, Hall, hey, hey, do y'all want to do a, a Zoom session with, with, the, with the fans out there? I mean, I'm down. I don't got shit to do. Can't do it. Like right now? It. Shit, I mean, I'm, not, I'm here. Well, with the hey. painters, you mean? Yeah, Nah, I'm man. In the, I'm in the Gucci verse, baby. Let's do this. Normally, with the patrons, they talk to Gucci and shit. I just don't know if they want to hang out. But uh, I, I don't yeah, know. Oh, oh, oh he's, he wants to know thoughts on Rookie of the Year. Uh, Shug, easy. Barbarian. Barbarian. Hands down. Sugar, come on. Can't have look, I'm going to put it this way. Because Ben Goddard got that lucky-ass lead because he got to like play I'm gonna matches drop before zoom, the zoom virus hit. Like, he's ahead right now. But if uh, if if my man... Hey, Ferris, I'm putting together a, a Zoom session right now. Bro. Just hang tight. I got you. If Barbarian hits on this IG and makes it to the finals, that means he beats Parker, possibly beats Parker in the semifinals and make it to the finals. That's saying a lot. And that means that he also as well has played, well, he's played singles and won there and IG and won there big time. He would, you know, he's going to get put in the tag team. The dude's just too talented not to. So we just, hopefully this virus shit clears up and we can get what we want. 
the barbarian's about to pillage and plunder this tournament, this inner geekdom tournament, because he's the barbarian. He's taking it out like Conan the barbarian, but it's Craig the barbarian. He's taking it all the way. Oh, Parker, oh, you're done. Kalinowski, you're done. Hey, he's taking it. Matt, he's taking that title statements. from you, barbarian. Way to go, Chris. Well, I like your fire, son. When did Chris, Chris learn how to talk shit? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying right now. Everything that Gucci verse, Larry. Put it out there, Chris Hall coming in hot with those comments right there. You know what? Like, screw that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's over with. He's 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 just doing it right now. Straight up. Hey guys, I'm I'm putting in a Zoom, a Zoom chat into the chat room right now. Okay. We'll be there. We'll be there in a little bit. Before we go, I have another thing to say about Saul. Can I say it? Go for it. Just to say that I'm not rooting for him. Oh, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Where did you get that the picture of him? <laughs> Put that back up there one more second. Where we... oh, his, face, fantastic. his face <laughs> in the picture is the greatest. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Woo. It almost makes it better. Hey, so than... you can come in the show anytime you want. It almost makes it better than Spider-Man's ass. The guy over his right shoulder with his tongue out that looks really awkward in the background of the picture makes it even better. Hey, go back. Yeah, go back. Hey, yo, I'm about to hop off of here and go to that Zoom chat. All right, got you. Yeah, we'll meet everybody that's in here with us right now. I just pissed. We're all gonna go out of the Zoom chat. You know, have came a good time in. if you want to come hang out. It's all it's all about building the community and being together, like we said, the Finstock Initiative. We're doing it. We're here. Enter the Gucciverse. Meet us come on Zoom. Step into the Gucciverse, baby. Peace. See you later. Danny, Chris, Larry, Alex, any of y'all have something to say or we just out? Welcome to the Gucciverse, baby. Exactly. Right. Follow me on Twitter, Christo Fear. Man, fuck you, man. 24. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, give yeah, you gotta. You're so excited to say this for the first time, man. Join the Patreon. By the way, Alex is uh, the zombie Gucci custom maps, ZCM zombie custom maps. Yeah, ZCM zombie custom maps. I don't have any videos up, but I should be very soon. And uh, man, hey, um, the dude made the background for the Gucci Kaiser late night show. Thing is on fire, son. It's on point. That's, yeah. that's good give, stuff right there. So props to Danny for the promo as well for the oh, late yeah. night Gucci. Thank Kaiser you, my brother. Right made by Danny, and uh, yeah, 100. Uh, I'm here. Like I said, being the Finstock spokesman, but if you want to see just the regular Justin Hamilton, come to Let's Get Ready to Talk Schmodown. You're you not allowed to get promo for sugar anymore, Justin. Yeah, come uh, join us in the Zoom meeting if you want to be there. You'll All see right. me in the Peace. chats moderating. See ya. Have a good All one, right. everybody. And you guys can Bye -bye. see me always with my mistress. Goodbye. That's creepy. That's creepy as hell. It really is. Greedy, you know that we're greedy for that.